In the shadow of the most powerful city in the world, the Capital Golf Gang is on the air with instructor John Ronis from the Ronis Academy at River Creek, executive director of the Middle Atlantic PGA, John Gould, and former University of Maryland golfer, Ron Thomas. And now your host from Afternoon Drive on the Team 980 Radio in Washington, D.C., Steve Zabin. It is great to be back, and we are already four down at the turn with things that have happened in the world of golf since the start of the new year. So without further waggling, boys, let's get to it. First, let's say hello to the lads. Director of Instruction at the Ronas Academy at the River Creek Club in Leesburg, Virginia, and Yukon Husky, D1 golfer back in the day, part-time lead guitarist and singer for his band, Just South of Seven, John Ronas, everybody. That is very good interesting. Forgot about the promotion, but yeah. that was still going. Yeah. What, the yeah. promotion of Director no, of Golf? Director of Golf. Yeah. What are you? Director of Golf. You are Director of Golf. Yeah, you said Director of Instruction. But it, he's still... It doesn't you're, matter. And you're also Director of Golf. Okay. It doesn't matter. Executive Director of the Mid-Atlantic PGA, Certified Rules Official, who's worked hundreds of high-level amateur events and pro events, and a guy who was secretly wooing club pro guy to join a club Ooh, in the area. John Gould, everybody. Right. Thank you. <laughs> And then finally, and last but not least, owner and general manager of this fine store, Golfdom in Tyson's Corner, which has undergone a spectacular makeover. It looks like a Four Seasons. Welcome to the Rich Carlton of Golfdom. <laughs> There's more stuff in the store now, buddy. I can't even move around. You've got so much stock these days. Uh, buddy Christensen. Hi, buddy. How are you? Very good. Glad yes. to have you guys here again this year. And uh, yeah, we are... We're fully ready to go this season yeah big time uh ron thomas our resident amateur playing pro is off this week. <laughs> this is true right. he will be with us next week is he playing a tournament this yes. week well, played one yesterday. Played yesterday okay Correct. whatever yeah. it's always something with him all right let's start first of all augusta's coming up and this is not a preview show that will be next week We've got Scotty Scheffler and his rocket ship to number one to talk about. We've got Tiger's likely appearance next week at Rays Creek. And we've got our usual quick nine plus a look at the local scene here in the DMV and some equipment talk. But first, we have to start with this. The fall of Phil. <laughs> wow. Yep. Can you imagine how it's come to this for one of the most beloved players in the game that he has basically been forced into hiding and will miss Augusta for nothing he did, no crime committed, merely tone-deaf words spoken to veteran golf writer Alan Shipnuck about the proposed Saudi Golf League. I'm still stunned by the whole scope of this thing, and I have mixed feelings on some of it. So without getting further into it right now, let me just give Mr. Ronis the honors here. Start us off with your thoughts on the fall of Phil. First of all, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable of, of a uh, word uh, crime as opposed to a crime crime. You know, we've right. seen crime crimes. We've seen, I won't name names, but we've seen sure. crime crimes and there's been massive falls. A word crime, uh, you know, and we're in the day and age where words, you know, get twisted and, and, and I'm not saying it was right or wrong, but he was the next Arnold Palmer. Phil Mickelson was the thumbs up smiling, giving balls to kids. He was the next Arnold Palmer of golf. He really was. Jack Nicholas is, is too old now. Tiger's not really, that's not his, his way. Right. Phil was the man. He was the face of the PGA Tour coming off a major championship, the last major championship we just played. Where the crowds at Kiowa 
rushed onto the course, John Which Golden, they wouldn't have done for anybody else. Followed him like the Pied Piper. Yeah. Right. And now a pariah for the moment. You speak, Ronas, as if this is past tense. He was, was, was. Ghoul, is there a comeback road for him? Oh, yeah, there's a comeback for everybody, okay. I think. Uh, you know, and, and, and especially to, you know, to what Ronis was saying, there's no assault. You know, there's no sexual uh, uh, misbehavior or anything like that. In the end, I think it is he got greedy, right? Oh, you know, we, and yes. we all know, we all know in, in our various parts of our lives, the person that worked both sides against the middle, right? You know, they talk to the boss and you're the best, and then they talk to the <laughs> other employees and <laughs> wow. that guy's a jerk, can't believe How it. How do you think yeah. I keep you guys all in yeah. the well, show? That's right, yeah. and, but we all root for that person to get found out. And oh. what happened is Phil got found out, I think, well, in my, he, my he, personal opinion. Like his reckless play at times, he ran his mouth too much. He right. thought he was too smart. He thought it might have been off the record. He thought it might not have sounded so bad. Buddy, your thoughts on Phil Mickelson? You know, I, it, it's, it is unbelievable that he got to this point. He, he won the PGA last year. He almost could have ridden off in the sunset and gone down as, as just – you know, ultimately respected. He's kind of had this reputation behind the scenes on the tour and that sort of thing. So he, it, it's kind of come out with, like you said, he, yeah. he's he the clubhouse lawyer type of guy. Yeah. yeah. The candidate so there's is a what they always called him. The yeah. candidate. There's and a chance that we may have just found out what everyone else already knew. That's there's right. a lot of those whispers on yeah. tour. They're that's like, right. Oh, yeah. you're now seeing who Phil really is. Right. Right. And it, none of them are acting too shocked about it. And he, has acted like that smart guy, and this kind of caught up to him. So, and I think they also think though that he's going to come back eventually, right? I, I think and, so. and who knows? They he might not him. be. They let him. Well, I think Jay Monahan and 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 you know, I, I I grew up in the same area that Jay grew up in and and worked with him. But it's it's you worked with the commissioner. I did. Can you believe where it? Wayland Golf Club? We were both. In Massachusetts in college. Were you cart slappies? We were, yeah, we were just You peons. and the commissioner of the PGA Tour, and former cart slappies. slightly different roads. But, <laughs> but Jay, Jay, you know, I don't know Jay anymore, so he's an adult now. But where he grew up and, and that um, loyalty of the area that he grew up, um, they lean a lot on that in Boston. And um, he's, he, I think he's taken and, and really taken offense to Phil being the leader of this kind of Saudi league. And I don't think Jay's gonna gonna take well, him back too too quickly. And it's not being the it's not as much being the leader as that quote where it was the PGA's incredible greed. Correct. When really, right. when you look at it from this way, it's really Phil's incredible greed that that caused all this stuff. Yeah. But I, you know, that's still the the rumor, right? That he's on a super top secret probation suspension. suspension. Yeah. And and that's why he's he's not playing. He's just kind of cooling out and just you know take it because. The the uh, the one interesting thing is you know Augusta do they have to abide by no. a PGA Tour suspension? They no. don't. No. But Augusta abides by the why well, nothing's going to take away from the tournament. Correct. So the last thing they would have tolerated is Phil's first splash back in the media at their event. That's a great call. Right so he would have had yeah. to have had a release valve appearance on tour to get it all out to say your sorries to say you're learning more blah blah blah. But maybe the tour didn't let him because maybe he is suspended. So that's why he can't come back at Augusta. Now it's starting to make sense. Yeah. I would just like this Dan Snyder non-suspension. I think Phil's been suspended basically because right. in addition to the uh, tone-deaf words about you know the Saudi regime and human rights, but look at all the money. There's the bigger enchilada of he's trying to support a tour that could seriously damage the tour that currently exists and made him rich and famous. 
That's a bigger yeah. Yeah. thing well, altogether. It, well, ultimately, that's treason, work. right? They very yes, it's backstabbing. I, I think that's one of the more disgusting elements of it is that he has such little regard for the tour that made him famous and rich beyond all belief. But he also went further and said how bad they were. He tried yeah. to make it the point that they They're are the bad really guy. the bad guys. The PGA right. Tour is the bad yeah. guy. That I will never get my head around that, buddy. Yeah, never. I agree. Yeah. I agree. They may be a bit slow to come around and maybe a bit exclusive and proprietary in what they do. But my God, man, they made you rich and famous. Right. They, they did, by setting up the tournaments, yes. negotiating the TV contracts, wrangling up all those volunteers. John Gould, you know this. You're in the right. event business. Yeah. All these volunteers under the guise of charity. Sorry to be cynical about that, right. but they round up an army of people willing to donate a week just to you know watch guys and sniff the farts of Rory Sabatini on the fifth tee on and, a and do, Thursday. And do the give a tremendous amount to charity. That, they do, right. they, do. Yeah. they do, they do, they do. But it's a neat trick. Oh yeah, they yep. get an army of unpaid labor yeah. because of charity, and they do all this. And all Phil has to do is show up in a courtesy car, right, and play yeah. for millions, right, and he thinks they're the bad. Right. Yeah. Wow. It takes a, a, a quite a bit of hubris to think that way, and that's you know that's kind of what we're finding. Well, out and about we've Phil. gone through it, right? He's you, you've you've loved him, then you couldn't stand oh, him. Yeah. You go back and forth I, on him, and so here we are. Yeah. yeah. Here, here we, we are. are. I think here. I think I'm off for good. Like yeah. this yeah. has I, knocked I'm, me off of Phil for good, and it's more than just the brutally frank comments about Saudi Arabia and the regime. It's the disrespect for the tour that made him rich right 50 year old phil winning the pga championship was fun and then just choo, straight God, down so quickly yeah so quickly it's part of it too is he realizes like hey i just beat everybody at a major yet week to week i cannot hang with these guys I can't well, hang I've, with the colin morikawas yeah. i can't hang with the scotty Scheffler. but he also also realizes and he'll never get over this is that he will never compare to tiger woods right he will never compare. You think to Tiger's Tiger. in his head still? Totally. Yeah. Really? Totally. Forever. Of course. He's taking it to the grave. He's not the goat. And I think that's why he wanted to kind of be part of this second Correct. tour because he was going to be that for that tour. Correct. And you know that was going to be up? that was going to be his legacy, the guy that yeah. changed the landscape yeah. of golf on exactly. the global stage because he couldn't do it on the playing field because Tiger will always dwarf. And I mean, there's no comparison. You want to start to compare numbers? There is no comparison Tiger to, to Phil. So. He can never climb that mountain, so now he's trying to go after the Greg Norman huh. mountain. Yeah. And it's, look where it put it's Greg almost Norman. like who else has the same sort of profile of lifetime regret at not quite being what they could. A Greg Norman! Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And guess who's behind this whole yeah, thing? Exactly. The irony. Exactly. Yeah. The gigantic <laughs> chip on the shoulder that makes you limp through life. It's just right. unbelievable. And, and those guys are unbelievably successful. And rich! Right. And, and oh. Stupidly rich! Still. Yeah. Yes, yeah. and they can't settle into this golden age, beautiful life yeah. of retirement and yourself. being a golf ambassador. By the way, Greg Norman has the smallest footprint of the current media, social media age we live in of any great golfer. Am I wrong about that? He's I never to see him. Someone else. Yeah. I don't see him much. I don't hear from him much. He doesn't seem to interject his own sort of flavor into what's going on in the game. He seems to have no connections no to the younger players. No one likes him. Well, that's a good point. <laughs> no one. <laughs> well, he likes tried. Him. He was the announcer, right? For for US Fox, Opener. and he yeah. was terrible. He was bad. Terrible. That first right. couple right. years. It was so we see him every couple of years. It's just not in good light. I. That's I guess the thing. It's it's the weirdest dynamic. But anyway. 
Can we talk about the Saudi League for a second here? And that is they've announced dates and locations. Right. They've said, here's how much money we're going to have. They have sort of parked the Saudi aspect of it off into a remote parking lot, right? They've kind of sequestered that off to make it a bit more palatable. What don't they have yet, John Gould? They don't have players. <laughs> Do you need those? Yeah, I think for you a need golf those. Tournament? Well, that's what I'm, you know, I, I get this such a, you know, in, in our golf world, mini tours are all over the place, right? Where, hey, we're going to have a $10,000 purse, but it's a $1,000 entry or, you know, stuff like that. And where it's always a promise, this is what we can do if everything works out. So we fill the field and we get a sponsor and all that. This would be, and that's what I feel with this, what do they call it? The live tour, the LIV tour. What is that, by the way? I don't know. I assume, what does that stand for? I assume for? it's a company, but I don't know. Okay. Uh, and, and, you know, yes, if everything comes together, this is what will happen, but it just seems like there's a lot that still needs to happen. Well, it's it, not going it, to happen. It's not going to happen. Ronus, Ronus, do they... Wait a minute. That's coming back this Yeah, yeah you know it's that. not going to work again. Uh, do they have the players, Ronus? No. no. Do, are they holding a set of cards that can win a hand? Absolutely Or is not. it a straight bluff? Like two, they're, four, seven, all in the different suits. But they're, they're all in. We're way down the road. That's We're okay. right at the doorstep got, of, okay... Who's playing? They have plenty of money that right. they're going to throw at a pile of, mm, simple but as that. Didn't it feel like they were getting close, though? It, it felt did. like yeah. they were getting. I think the whole Phil thing you know, made a lot of I think, that. I, think, I think Phil blew it up. Yeah. I it, mean, yeah. blew it up like but an you, M80 and a watermelon. And kaboom. You had some good names I going there. I think had a lot to do with it, no, too. That he went when he, he was going to Shambo probably was going to step and out there when he stepped out. I mean, when he when he said I'm out PGA tour, that, that was really, a huge yeah. deal because he's yeah. a bigger draw than Phil. Yeah. And he's also a guy that doesn't have a lot of friends. So right. he would no. think like, hey, I, I think out of the box, I've got irons that are all the same length and I do this. I do that. Why not play right. this other tour? I right. hear they're not going to grow rough and I get bomb it all over the place. Yeah. It'd be a DeChambeau paradise. I think the older dudes who are clearly not as competitive anymore, the Ian Poulters of the world that have Lee some Westwood. residual, Lee Westwood, some residual name value yep. as former Ryder Cuppers. It would have been a great sort of pseudo-senior tour, like a really high-paying senior tour with slightly better competition. Do we need that? No. No. Right. no need? Yeah. No. What do you mean need? Well, <laughs> need is uh, not even in the picture. By the way, in this it's day, possible, and they want it. In, well, that's the thing. They, they want, want it. it. They want it. Greg really Norman care. and Phil Mickelson want it to stick it to the tour for their grievances. The aging players want the easy payday with the no-cut tournaments. And Saudi wants to sports wash yep. their and, abuses. I don't know enough about the world, but would any of this stuff be able to be broadcast live? Yes, I mean they they time. will have they will have a broadcast partner. Oh, live, but no time because well, well, a lot of the, the events United are in States. the states. Yeah, oh, okay. some of the okay. events in the states. Okay, got it. Yeah, got it. Now, yeah. did they announce a broadcast partner? I'm not sure if I saw. I don't that think they not. have. Okay. But but to your point too, Phil. One of the one of the quotes that Phil said was, you know, he was kind of working both angles because he really wanted to change things on the tour because of what he felt was their uh, ultimately their greed, you know, and and so it it does think that, you know, they were trying to to side with the Europe, with the with the Saudi tour just to change the way the regular where our PGA tour operates. Right. That's garbage. Yeah. You just can't have it both yeah. ways. Correct. Yeah. All it's right. Uh, what is the future of these super leagues? Uh, is this the last we're going to see of it? Because remember, there's two different entities competing to try to pull off the top players. Yeah. Well, so the last time this went through, or one of the first times it went through, it turned into the World Golf 
championships. championships right, right, right. So the the tour, and then they came out with the PIP deal last year. That it's forcing the tour to reevaluate how they're doing things. So it's making the tour better. Right. I think ultimately the tour just becomes better and better, and and learns from it. And, and so these benefits. challenges are like the USFL or the XFL. Yeah. yeah. I think the loyalty check that was caused by Phil's blow up has made the other players realize what a bad outcome could be. Right. Phil. So yeah. I, I oh, really, if, that, if that didn't scare a lot of guys straight, correct. I don't know what Because I think yeah. some of them were still thinking about it until what happened to Phil. And I agree. Like, All right. out. Yeah. Was uh, Shipnuck wrong in any way in how he sat on this and then released it at just that time? Yeah. I don't agree with any of that behavior, to tell you the truth. That's okay. just personally, so you it's felt supposed like, to be off the record, and I just don't. I don't agree with well, that. Well, you don't know that. Tr- I, I don't think it was supposed to be you on don't the record. Know that. He, as a matter of fact, I think said. he said it was no. on the record. It was going to no. be for his book. Got yeah, it. no, Shipnuck okay. was adamant saying, I never said it was off the record. Yeah, right. I, you know, I just, I believe in trust, and I, don't, okay. I think he lost his trust. Well, it was coming out in the Either book. Either way, I mean, it's still, it's, it should come out. It's his feelings. It should come out, and he's a public figure, so it should come out. So I don't have a problem with what he did. Him. It was coming out in his book, and what he did was release that part of the book a little bit early to sell the book, which is what his job is. And there's another book coming, too, right? Supposedly. Oh, you know whose book is oh, coming right. out is uh, uh, the uh, uh, Billy Walters. Yeah. Right. Oh, Billy right. Walters, who yeah, went to prison because of the insider trading. You know, the people Phil don't. was kind of involved with. Kind of involved. Yeah. <laughs> I, I told people the basic shape of the story that don't know. My golf buddies that are kind of, I go, here's how it works, all right? Phil was down a million dollars to Billy Walters playing, you know, matches where he was given strokes. Billy Walters is a good amateur player. He owns Bally High in Vegas, a bunch of other courses, right? So he's giving them six aside or whatever the number was. Billy Walters beat him and beat him and beat him, got up a million dollars. And Phil's like, ah, oh, God, you know. And then Billy says, don't worry. I know some inside stock trading stuff. Tyson Foods, go put a million on it. It's going to go public. You'll make it back, and then you can pay me. Well, Phil apparently executed the trade so ham-handedly that it blew up Billy Walters' ongoing probably illegal insider trading. So Billy Walters is not cleaning this himself, but it was Phil doing it in a ham-handed way that blew the scheme on everything. So the investigators come in and they give Phil a sweetheart deal because he's a high-profile personality and and they let him just give the money back without going to jail. And then when it came time to testify on behalf of Billy Walters, he goes as quiet as Michigan J. Frog. Yeah. And then Billy Walters goes to jail. I can't wait to read that book. Yep. That's going to be fun. Okay. Coming up, our quick nine, starting with the rise of Scotty Scheffler and a boast I made that I already forget. I got my wedge and my putter. You take the cart, and we'll see you right after this break. You are listening to the Capital Golf Gang. Four guys who still don't know the difference between red stakes, yellow stakes, and white stakes. Except they're all bad. are listening to the Capital Golf Gang, a foursome of men with tight pants, tighter wallets, and vanity handicaps. We're back. Capital Golf Gang here at Golfdom Golf in Tyson's Corner. Tis the season. The store is stocked. Supply chains are getting unclogged all the time. Get some new clubs, new accessories, new gear, new clothing. My God, the clothing you have, buddy, are absolutely fantastic. And I also want to say thank you as well to uh, Chris Kennard of WJFK. Chris 
Kynard, I believe is how you pronounce it. I've said it both ways. Great guy. He's the program director, and he has found us a home on 106.7 The Big Stick on Saturday morning. So find us here, 7 a.m., and if you miss the Capital Golf Gang, you can subscribe to my Zabecast, and you will get the Capital Golf Gang every week as well. It's a mere five bucks a week, less than a sleeve of top flights. You still sell top flights here? We don't have any top flights anymore. We have mag- magnets. Do they make top flights anymore? They do. You know what? It's out there somewhere. I it's out there. Everything's yeah. out there. Cal- Callaway took over their plant. Did they really? Yeah, so, yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, let's get to our quick nine, but first a quick mea culpa. When Scotty Scheffler was named to the Ryder Cup team, a number of my golf nerd buddies were like, oh, this dude's legit. And I'd never really kind of heard of him or paid attention to him. And I said, he hadn't won anything. I'm like, call me when he wins. <laughs> a lot of calls this week. Yeah, exactly. Call me when he wins. <laughs> my yeah. exact words. Boy, am I stupid. Scheffler's amazing. Um, we'll talk about him in a second. All right. Hole number one. Let's start with Scheffler. What is the shape of his future? Is he the truth, as I like to say, or is he the player or the flavor of the moment. I asked this about Rory. I asked this about Spieth. We all want to know who is the truth, meaning someone that can rise to the level of Tiger. You tell me, Scotty Scheffler, what is the upside on him? Well, I don't think he's the truth if, if the measurement is to rise to the level of Tiger. <laughs> right. uh, how about you, close? You know, I, no. Well, I just, I just how think about there's above, so many. How about above the current level below Tiger? Can he be better than Rory, better than Brooks, better than – all no. these other guys with multiple majors, better than Spieth. No. no. Shaking your head no. Why? Well, he's, he, he does hit the ball high. He's really good. He's really good, but he does hit the ball high with a lot of spin on it, and that is going to be a bit of a, a, a horses for courses situation. That's what they said about Phil. He won the British. I, ball, I just think said he's a high ball hitter. He is now among Justin a, Thomas, supposedly a high ball hitter. He can hit yeah. lots of shots. Lots. He's got them all. But I, I really think he's one of those these guys. He's now in the uh, equation for every event, but he's also one of the many that are. I, mean, I think he's you know he's risen to a great level. But there's a bunch of guys at that level that can win any week. Well, now he's joined though this this young crop of guys: um, Hovland, Morikawa. Matthew Wolf looked like it right out of the yeah. gate, right? He kind yeah, of we had the off. same conversation but about him. That, that, right. That's my question. And he's gone. Yeah. That's but, why I want to know so how much the of the truth the is. The answer is no. It's not the so truth. So he's the flavor of the month. He flavor of the moment. Player, and he's going to stick. But no one is going to be, and here's the real thing, Zabe. No one's going to be the truth in comparison to what we lived. In other words, there is going to be no Tiger Woods. There is going to be no one who wins nine major championships in their career okay. for years and years and years because the competition is too great. However, he's going to be a great player, and he will be an ambassador for the PGA Tour. So he will not be a Pantheon player, in no. other words, no. when it's all said and done. No, he won't. Interesting. I don't know. He's hot as uh, yeah. pistol right now. Yeah. We've had a lot of How guys old is be he? hot. He's 24, 20 something. Yeah. Look at big, big yeah. fella. Yeah, and he what? He seems he, like he doesn't have much of a brain to get in the way. Probably smarter <laughs> than DJ, dumber than Rory. Yeah, yeah. There's That's a good. Asset. There's a good level right there. <laughs> there's, there's a big gap there, actually. <laughs> Hole number two, quick nine. Tiger at Augusta next week. I'm assuming he's going to play. So under that assumption, what would his par be for the week? Well, make the cut. 
Yeah, can you imagine yeah. if he that makes would the just cut? make the cut? Yeah. Well, not his par is different from a. No, no, I know. It's his par based on the horrific crash and the horrific yeah. injury and the long road back. My par for him would be to make the cut. His par is to be in contention on Sunday. Right, that's the only reason he plays, he yeah. says, is to win. I'm still doubtful that he's going to play. Even here really? as we tape on Thursday, you know, he's in until he's out, the way the way the Augusta works. Uh, and, you know, I, I just I, – I think he's going to – if he plays, it's going to get worse as he goes because of the tired – you know, the, the stress on his leg, the walking the hills, standing up to do the media, standing up to hit balls. It's going to get sore. It's going to swell. So I, I just think – his, if he plays, his best round will be Thursday. Okay, buddy. I think it's just so cool that we're even talking about Tiger Woods <laughs> playing in the Masters. Potentially, whatever. It's so cool. So if he were to make the cut, I think that would be great story. Tremendously. That cool. would be a comeback story comparable to when he won. Yes, you know? I agree with that. Just making the cut. I think if he plays, he's making the cut. I think Augusta is like it's like a bomb defusal type of golf course it's you got to know just how to pull the wires clip the wires make sure to avoid this avoid that you can't overpower the course and so therefore if he's able to play he'll make the cut then it's a matter of can he make some birdies and get her going yeah, we'll yeah i think in the next couple of days he's going to realize that he can't play okay all right uh what if uh what if he just hits the ceremonial first tee shot and then bounces comes for the dinner par three and the golf shirt not ready for that that yet not ready for ceremonial anything okay all right too much Uh, pride for that okay uh hole number three quick nine what is the best and only way in your opinion to travel with clubs on a golf trip because i have come to a crossroads buddy and this is where golfdom can perhaps help me out I am tired of a big, cumbersome travel bag that is hard to fit into smaller taxi cabs that it has to then be managed once your clubs are out of it and you're in a hotel room or you're in a rental car. I went looking online for a travel bag that doubles as a regular golf bag, and they make them. Do you know that? They do, yeah. They, That's had, what I want. They've, they've got had, everything here. What are you talking yeah, well, about? I've never kinds, seen it before, though. Well, they've had all kinds of iterations, and they come and they go. And they, quite frankly, don't have enough support to keep going with <laughs> with because it's just not that big of an audience. But, I mean, I, I heard this on your on your podcast, podcast this week, but, you know, they, they've had these plastic tubes. Literally, it's just a tube with a strap on it, and you carry a, a dozen balls on the plane with you and a, and a glove, and you go there, and, and that's how you play. Ronis, I'm going to travel in my golf shoes to save space and time. I always Go do through anyway. Yeah, that's what they give me. That's the only, only yeah. shoes I have. That's the only shoes yeah. you have. What they give me for shoes. That's, but that's, that's, that's I got logical. one thing for you, Zabe. Ship sticks. See, now I've heard of that, and people talk it up. Just, yeah. It's a little bit pricey, but yeah. it's a way to go. It's, it's definitely the way to go. You literally leave them in the I've shop. heard yeah. issues. Oh, oh well, I, maybe. I've never had issues, but it, and it, You've it, used it's them. pricier. Like, so, it, on, a, on, a, on the, yes, on the, on a, would you usually probably pay thirty-five bucks a bag. So going back and forth, it's seventy. Southwest bucks. is free though. Uh, okay, but uh, it it probably cost you a hundred, hundred yeah, ten, something like that. Ten bucks. But they round ship trip. Them. They're there. The pro, the, all the golf courses know about them, so it's there. It's waiting for you on the bag drop when you when you show up. And or then, the hotel. Or the hotel, depending if you're playing. Multiple now, are courses. you shipping your bag or just your sticks? Your bag. Oh, your bag. Oh, yeah. okay. In a box. Yeah. 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 Okay. 
Yeah, because I, I, I saw I saw a shipsticks box that was square rectangular that looked like it was too small to hold a bag. No, no, you ship it in your bag. The, okay. The, what you just described is unbelievable because for me, and I don't I don't play that much, but when I when I go away, I'll bring my clubs. The only fear I have is hurting my back when I'm packing those clubs in or taking those clubs out. It's my biggest fear. I'm very careful about that because it is a major yep. Oh, you're, you're hunched over and barely zippers. fit the clubs. If, if the you're wrestling sticks, with them to get them in there. sticks works correctly, and there's another company that does it, so I'm, I'm probably only giving you one, but you, you literally show up. It's on the bag rack. When you're done, you put it back in the box. You say, see you later, and it shows up. You know, yeah. it, it might, It's going to take three days to get back if you do the cheaper uh, model. So if you're getting back and playing the next day, There'll be multiple trouble. sets of clubs. Yeah, there you go. Use. Well, yeah. yeah, you probably have some in the garage. Someone else said you should just get a very simple, cheap golf bag with a single strap, but make sure it's got the rain cover snap on hood. You take your driver head and your three wood head because they come off now yeah. and you pack them safely and you're shaking your head. now. Oh, they'll be destroyed. No. They'll be destroyed. They'll be destroyed. That, that, Those that, guys you, will look at that and say "beautiful" and just start kicking it, it on the plane. Yep. And and you're talking those little little snappy things holding yeah. the whole clubs yeah, together. Yeah, yeah. You're, yeah. You're, with that. with it with a towel wrapped around yeah. inside. Yeah. You're insane. Yeah. Exactly. You know, just irons. In the bag. No chance. Just yeah, irons yeah. though. I would take the heads it's off. The shafts. The shafts get busted. Yep. No chance. Right. So so your it's answer is ship sticks. Great. What's your answer? Ship sticks. Body? Well, if you want to go that route, yeah, ship six. The bulletproof case. We, we, uh, or you'll sell me a they case. They have great cases. Yeah, and I think great cases. You'll now. want to return that that whatever type of travel cover. Haven't bought it yet. That you end up wanting. I to haven't buy. bought it yet. Yeah. Don't worry about that. All right, hole number five. If you are making a set, actually, hole number four. Club pro guy has a punch out club. Have you seen it? Yes. Yes. The camel toe, the X747 camel toe punch out club. A third face. Double sided with a third face on the toe <laughs> in case you're between two logs and have to turn it sideways. The joke on the video was, is it legal? Who cares? I don't play by the rules anyway. <laughs> it has not been approved. It's not legal. That said, if you were to be making a set of 14 of the most gimmicky worst clubs what would be in the set? I thought I would start with the air hammer driver. <laughs> Remember that thing? Yeah, yeah. I would then go with the Peter Kessler's perfect club for my three wood, my hybrid, my five wood, because it's the perfect club. You can hit it wherever you want. Then I would go with the adjustable iron club. Remember that thing that yes. had a dial yes. and you could kick, kick, kick and do all the different clubs? I would use the alien wedge. And then I would go with the stand-up putter, a putter that had a giant flat iron head that was so heavy, you'd stand it up, line it up, go walk around it, stand behind it, make sure it's lined up, and then try to make a nice putt. That's my Buddy, ultimate someone, mongoloid bag. Someone in this group before some here has spent way too much time watching right. infomercials. Yeah, right. Correct. Oh, and, yeah. please. And, and like, you haven't? Come on And he's now. ordered most of these products <laughs> he, he just explained. Them, and none of them worked like yeah. they were supposed to. Okay. Talk to me. What would be in your mongoloid set? Am I missing anything? So, remember the power pod? Oh, that's yes! what I had. That's what I was going <laughs> you, with. You talk about the putter, but yeah. the, the power, power pod, pod driver. The power pod was... The, it looked like a the end yeah. of a, a soup can, right? <laughs> yeah. And you hit. Then they had a three wood. You remember the th the fairway yeah. wood or yeah. three wood? Yeah. That was about the size of barely bigger than a golf ball. Might have been smaller than a golf ball. Yeah. I, I would get 
shivering just looking at that. We club. have a we have a little bit of a, uh, a history collection in our section office of old clubs, but we have one of the power pods, oh, that's and that's exactly what I was thinking of. But yeah, that's and, crazy. And I tell you what, these were main mainline clubs, but I'd go with the Cleveland VAS. Oh, that was that one of US Open. Shank. Corey Pavin, yeah, Purple with the Cleveland VAS. That was unbelievable. That was those Nothing were terrible. How about the Nike Square Driver that yeah. sounded the like Sasquatch? a trash can? Was that a? It, it yeah, was Sasquatch. Went, went yeah. straight. They though. had a, they had a square Sasquatch. So so when um what's his name that designed KJ? Tom, oh, Tom, well KJ Joy played it, but yeah, I don't know who designed it. I don't know. The, the square driver. Anyway, we were in Fort Worth. They were introducing it to us. So he's explaining to us that, what this is and mm-hmm. how it works and this MOI thing, what MOI is. And, he, and he's got this thing behind, and he pulls it out, and he puts it in front of us, and it's 30 retailers. The place started busting out laughing, just like yeah. you could Laughing at the square driver. Yeah. Because you, know you couldn't. You could do nothing but laugh at this thing, and then you went and hit it, and it was, you know, it was okay. It went straight. It went yeah. nowhere, but it went straight. But it's the same laugh that the guy in the back of the room in TaylorMade who raised his hand and said, why don't we color these white? Yeah, right. Oh, you just sit back there, young man. You know, and they sold one billion yeah. of those white You know what the three wood is that I thought was gimmicky that actually I think sold a lot was the tight lies, that it was about this, this thick on the top? Oh, yeah. You know, I could not hit one of those. I tried, and I had several of our pros play and hit him a mile. But I just looked at it, and it was I was going to top well, it. Tight lies, and then Orlemar came out behind that, yeah. and just they yep. sold a ton of both of those clubs. How about the square strike chipper? Yeah. You seen that? Yeah. Yep. One of our guys on the trip to Mesquite, <laughs> Billy Z, he had a square strike chipper and a heavy putter. Remember the heavy putter? Oh yeah, yeah. You might even still have some in here. No, we don't. But he I was going to say the old two, the two sided <laughs> chipper that they used to have was was my gimmicky club there. That's you could hit lefty or right. Another one right there. Yeah. Uh, my buddy Mike McGowan has a sixty eight degree wedge Good. with zero bounce. Yep. You'll hit your face. Right. You'll Can't you'll knock hat. your hat off. <laughs> right. That's right. Can't wear a hat. That's right. Okay. Hole number five. John, this is on you. We just got a slow play warning, but go ahead. Okay. Yeah. So your this is your hole. Oh, I didn't tell you guys this. I said Ronas design, Holy Ghoul smokes. design, oh. buddy design. Yeah, you so, might want to tell so, us that. so did you guys notice this in the email? I didn't no. really alert you guys no. that you had to design no. one of the quick I thought, I have I thought it was the John's design got, of our course. I have one. Okay, this, you start. This, this you guys of, need to think on the fly here yeah, for a whole. So I'll try to. I'll okay. try to stretch. This is what I do in my band when someone has to change right. a string or yes. something. Like I'm just going to fill in here <laughs> right. for a second. Right. I, I sent no you the rundown. Right, forgot to tell you. I need right, a hole from each of you. As guys. we speak right now, I have no idea what this hole is going to be, but I'm going to make it up as okay, we go. Perfect. Okay. So I have a problem with this rain gear. Do yeah. you guys wear short sleeve? Yes. Rain jackets? Yes. I don't. I never have. Yes. Depending on the amount of rain. Absolutely. And, and, and what does that do, though? It, it keeps the rain off your shoulders, your torso, and everything but your lower forearms. And the freedom is great. I agree. Oh, it I is was a like, freedom? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I, I never worn one, and I'm like, but the time I wore one, the first time I'm like, I don't know why I never did this before. Why do you really? think Payne Stewart cut his sleeves off at yeah. the U.S. Open, famously? Freedom, freedom of movement. Yeah. Okay, so, so it's freedom of movement. It's not so you don't, you don't feel. It's not the temperature or anything like no. that. It no. kind of helps. It might be, but if it, it's a hot rain in the summer, you don't want the full long sleeve one that's all around your wrist and everything like that. Yeah. Okay. So all right. I mean, rain gear is for psychopaths who play in the rain. Right. Like I hate. I, I, don't yeah, like you I don't like umbrellas, rain gear. You and, yeah. you and I just go in. We were gone in a long time right. ago. Mad okay. dogs and Scotsmen, you know, okay. as the saying goes. <laughs> All right. I mean, when it rains around here, you get under the cart uh, uh, awning. 
You know, you're, you're going in your golf cart, then now you're dry. Got it. And then you wait for it to slow down. You go back out again. Got that's it. That's how drink a beer while you're I think that's there. a pretty good par three I just came up with. Not bad. That's good. Not I got bad. one. Okay. You, you, All right. Next me. up, hole number six. John Gould, what do you got? All right. So uh, it's Abe was talking to us about this a little earlier before we started airing. Uh, when uh, when your fellow competitors are a little over officious on the rules, yeah. uh. what's the one that really annoys you that they – in most cases, they'll violate another rule, but there's a, this rule that they will not let you uh, have any leeway in. So yeah. I, I'm curious as to what, what, what is your pet peeve for when people bring it up? I don't usually play by the rules, so we really <laughs> don't Because you don't play enough discussion. of our events. Yeah, I don't have any. Um, you know what? It's, uh, I pass. I pass. You know what happened? What, what happened yeah. in my event, you didn't, you didn't hear this story, Ronis. Is so at Mesquite, these guys, it's a putt everything out play by the rules tournament yeah and i respect that to a degree but they have goofy little things like if you're the highest score of the day you have to drink a morning whiskey the next oh. day before the first tee okay take a shot yeah. so they have uh i was on a hole par three i'd never seen this course before they had played there 10 11 years in a row downhill and i said at the last second i go what'd you hit mike he goes uh i can't tell you I go, what? Come on, uh, man. He goes, sorry. And the other guys in the group also were like, no, yeah, we, those are the rules. So, <laughs> yeah, I hit, sounds- so I hit four iron to the moon over the green, took triple. Yeah. Yeah, into a pond. Yeah, that would be, that would be something. That, that, so that was one that was kind were, of interesting. They were consistent at you least, know, I right? Think the, I think the, the five-minute rule yes. and all that other stuff that someone's sitting there saying, you know, you, you're three minutes there are 30, three minutes or 30 seconds over the bar to the ball to when it falls in the hole, whatever these Mind rules you, we, are. That, yeah, we played with a liberal desert drop rule instead of lost ball. Yeah. Very liberal. You know, it's like, well, where you do you think it went in? Snake. Well, so, they, well, also, it would have taken a billion years to finish every round. Yeah. So I respected that. Yeah, I always say if we're not going to follow all of them, which ones do you want me to follow? I'm totally in a in a competition. I'm with you, John. Yeah. I want every rule followed perfectly. It's just that I don't know them. Okay, buddy. Yeah, when I'm one? playing with my buddies. I, I think as long as we're consistent, right? As long as there's no out of the blue, we got this this weird rule that pops yeah. up. But or I, he's I kicked out of the group. He's not playing next weekend. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. I use the if this was a tour event standard kind of yeah. thing. You know, you hit a ball that's two yards off the fairway in the tree line, and it's lost in a tour event. Would it really be lost? No, they right. have people so, find it. Yeah. All right, hole number seven. Uh, buddy, your design. So, um, speaking of Scotty Scheffler, just won the match play, right? Did you guys watch much of the match play? A little okay. bit, yeah. Yeah. I thought that was, that was exciting to watch. Yeah. I, I don't know whether it was the golf course. Or whether it was the the match play aspect, so should they? Have Some don't care play? for that course in Austin because it's still dormant except for the fairways and greens. Right. And they had one interesting rule snafu where they remarked the right. hazard mm-hmm. yeah. in the middle of a round. Yeah, right. that was weird. Well, remember, it's not a round when you when you say the middle of the round that refers to stroke play. Yeah. Oh, match play. Yeah. Every match is unique. Uh, so yeah. if you have a walking rules official and one guy wants to do it one way and the other guy wants to do it a different way, that's allowed. That's the way, that's that's the way match point. play happens. Okay. So, yeah, everybody got hung up about that. And, and, you know, I think they just realized their mistake and, and fixed it yeah. because they could. In stroke play, you can't fix it till the whole right. field gets through. Okay. But what I thought was cool on that course is, you know, 15 was a drivable par four. So you, but with right. water on the left that you could yeah. actually putt into if you were on the right. Yeah. 16's a reachable par five 17 was like a wedge nine iron but you could zip it back into the trouble so everything kind of had that eagle birdie 
but could be double type of You want deal. more of that on tour? Well, it's what you want for match play. The yeah. question is, do you want more match play? I think, well, that, right? So that was my question, too. Do it, you it, want more match play in your regular tour diet? No. Why not? Uh, I just don't like the, the individual... Uh, the randomness of day, it? Yeah, one bad day kind of thing. And I don't like the fact that... Because I, I, I used to love playing match play. I don't like the, the fact that you can just hit a ball sideways for four of the holes... And, and it not cost you the championship. Because that, is, that is true. I mean, match play is the, one of the oldest forms of the game. Right. Yeah. The oldest. The oldest, but it's very lenient. Yeah. Right. Very yeah. lenient. Well, I, I think we've got a good diet right now. That's, that's I, my, I my thing. So I there's like two. It. There's the world match play, and then there's the Zurich, which is a two-man. Yeah. Ma- or and is it two-man stroke? I think it's two-man stroke. But then, oh, you, but okay. then you've got the Ryder, Ryder Cup, Cup and the President's, President's Cup every year. That's about enough. And for TV, you know, they would really be annoyed. That's, what I think, what tells you. The big difference, you know, there's 64 top players. There's not a big difference. Yeah. So the guy who's number one seed in that pod or whatever can easily be beat by the okay. 64. Sure. All right, hole number eight. Bryson DeChambeau injured a lot to start 2022. He's off to a not great start to the year. He claims that he hurt his wrist playing ping pong mm-hmm. in Saudi Arabia. Violent ping pong? That's what he claims. Teach him to go DeChambeau, to Saudi Arabia. Yeah. DeChambeau is a man of many interesting claims. I won't Try to fact check him. But what kind of year do you think DeChambeau's going to have? Not good. I think yeah, we talked about it when it first crept up about what he was doing to his body, and the biggest concern was will that body hold up, and the answer is no. Yeah, because he said, oh, people will say it's because of speed training. It's not that. It is totally. Well, he said it's yeah. ping pong. Well, I can never, I can, I can never think of him not of Denerbo from the way you used to describe him before pre uh, bulk up, and you know certainly he made the you know the decision to bulk up because he needed the swing speed, and I think he just made a really bad decision. He didn't think all the way through. He thought, you know, swing speed, swing speed, swing speed, and didn't think about maintaining his body, and that's what's going to kill him. I was kind of rooting for him just to go off to the live. Myself. Oh, you were? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <And> See ya. <laughs> go off. Disappear. Over. I like I think, him. I have a I, soft I, spot I, for him. He's well, a character. He's, he's another a, guy. Yeah. I've gone back and I forth. Think I feel bad for him because I believe he's, he's a loner. Well, I, I, I never think I maybe him. created it. Did I not send you and Ron, the guys, the article? I read the whole thing. Yeah. And the first time somebody for a mainstream golf publication came out and said it, that it seems like he might be on the autism spectrum, that he might be... Asperger's and this particular writer like myself has experience with a child on the spectrum so you know these certain things and apparently in the article DeChambeau at some point said adamantly now that's not the case but he has a hard time yeah. flowing socially I think the ignorant, with life. the ignorant people of us I would put us in there that don't have a child or, or a relative that's on the, the, the spectrum is our spectrum is very small we see the spectrum as is impaired, right, as, as someone who is, who's not um, in the mainstream life at all. But on the, on the autism spectrum, as you know, Zabe. Oh, it goes, it it goes, goes all so the way over the hill and, and beyond where you're literally one click yeah. from being so-called typical. So I think that's what we don't see is that there's yeah. spectrums that, that we don't what? see those colors. I mean, I'd be willing to bet it with him, but it's, you know, that's not my decision to make or my call to make. But does I'm it not, matter? It doesn't matter, but here's how it matters. I would like him to have a happy, productive career because he's an exceptional talent. And I do think he's his own worst enemy in a lot of ways, and I think he's still trying to figure things out. And I don't know if anyone is able to counsel him or he'll listen to anyone or if he's got an inner circle or not. 
But I think there's a lot of potential bad decisions. I think the speed training and the bulking up, you're right. It is going to tear his body apart. Why wouldn't it? Yeah, it's a shame. That and ping pong. All right, hole number nine. (laughs) Is the 17th at TPC Sawgrass unfair or a bad hole? This was a big argument between Brondel Chambly and uh, Paul McGinley and others at the Players' Championship. It's a beautiful hole. It's a yeah. beautiful hole. It's one of my favorite courses on the face of the, the earth. There is nothing wrong with testing the ability, of, especially of tour players, to how they flight the ball. Yep. Instead of just, hey, I hit it as high and as hard as I can. Buddy? They, they've never seen wind like that, though, that I recall, nope. right? So, that's right? So that's the only reason why it even became an argument, I think. But, yes, that, that's, you cannot come to those last three holes at, at Sawgrass a little shaky, right? You've got to play through those holes. You can't just bunt it out there and – and hope so. I think it's a cool hole for that reason. Ronis, you called hole. it a beautiful hole. Beautiful specifically. Hole. You did not say it was a great hole. It's a. It's a. Uh, you know what? That's uh, a good. Uh, that's see? a good comment, Abe. See, um, I can tell. I can tell when you're holding comment. back. It's a good comment. I think <clears throat> it's a great hole. I think it is a masterpiece, and it was, of course, Pete Dye's wife who said, hey, why don't we just make an island here? That area was a water collection area. It was just a dumping area when they were building the course. He didn't quite know what he was going to do with that part of the course, Pete Dye. And his wife, Alice, said, why don't you make it a par three that's an island? Have all of us played it? I've I've played played it. I've not played it. I've played it multiple times. I've been there. And it's so awesome. And by the way, it's not that hard a hole. It really isn't. Now, if you're going for different (laughs) pins and things like that. On well, yeah, Sunday, those, that's what makes it qu- great. That was right. obscene, but uh, it was... It's I, no less unfair than uh, the postage stamp at Troon. Yeah, it's, it's, no less it fair if you've so ever played that. It was so fun to watch. Uh, I think it was Justin Thomas who chipped a six iron oh, you know, for 100 You saw yards. that? Yeah. yeah. That was dirty. Yeah, like he, just, he goes like a half swing speed, just a more club, poof, yeah. into the wind. Brooks, Brooks Kepke gets up. He's like, oh, me, he, man. <laughs> Balloons it up into the Starts air. Starts coming backwards at the end. Yes. But how scary would it be to have to pull that little half swing, like, bunt let, up let there? I know. With that's, on, that's what we but pay he them did for. It. Yeah. Standing it on awesome. 18 on that hole is way scarier. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That thing is holy smokes. Yes. All right. Good opening nine. We're on the clock. That's all right. Uh, When we come back, what's new in the equipment world for 2022? Buddy will have that. What's coming up in the DMV area? John Gould will have that. And John Ronis is going to give us one stinking tip to work on to start our year off right. Hey, you know what? Give me a Captain Morgan and Coke and I'll be right over there with money. You are listening to the Capital Golf Gang, Washington, D.C.'s radio golf authority for over 15 years. listening to the Capital Golf Gang. Four guys who will knock your lights out if you dare to ask for a gluten-free hot dog at the turn. All right, final segment here on the Capital Golf Gang, the debut episode for 2022. We're here at Golfdom in Tyson's Corner. Come on down and get yourself geared up for the year. Okay, let's start with equipment, shall we? What's new, buddy? I tell you, I've never seen your store harder to navigate 
there's stuff creeping into every aisle. You've got equipment here. You've got bags. You've got balls. You've got shoes. You've got apparel. You've got clubs. What's the state of equipment to start 2022? So it's, it's been a good run, right? The, the whole yeah. industry has experienced a lot of very positive things. Um, so, you know, right out of the gate, I think this year the big story was the TaylorMade Stealth Woods um, that came out. Uh, carbon carbon era as they i uh one of the guys on the trip had one of those i felt the face and i said this is weird it's sort of tacky it's sort of rubbery it's not rubber it's it's layers you're nodding your head no no i have no comment (laughs) (laughs) well so along with the stealth it's textured it's yeah and it's not hard but it's it's um no it's not hard (laughs) no it's not hard. but it sounds a lot like you know it doesn't sound like it's a real soft, as yeah. soft as what you okay. thought. They got the sound better than, because Callaway had a carbon driver years there's, ago. There's no face on tour like it right no. now, correct? No, no. Okay. It's its its own, own self. And it comes in red. And it's a red face. And you can get it custom with some other colors, I guess, but but really that's their their deal. So it's it's loud okay. and it's out there. How's it, how's it performing? It is. Sales-wise. So we were getting calls right out of the gate. Low handicap, high handicap, everyone in between. Okay. Um, and so it's been a, a hot seller out of the gate. Okay. Uh, they got out a little ahead of Callaway this year um, in terms of timing. Um, so the Rogue ST came out after that. We're seeing that really pick up steam right now. So those are the two big drivers, Fairway Woods uh, hybrids uh, going that are new. Um, Rogue ST irons came out at the same time as the the woods or right around there, and those are doing. Johnny, really you Callaway well. man? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. I am. Yes, you and are. He's happy. He's and happy I'm very with that. happy yeah. with. I'm very happy with this year's uh, crop for a number of reasons, which I won't get into because Buddy sell. I and Buddy sells everything, and I want the consumer to make their own decisions right. yeah. on that. Buddy, do, is it? Uh, I feel, I don't know if it's true or not, that some of the lines didn't come out with uh, new product this year because of all the, you know, the yeah, supply so chain issues and all that stuff. Is that, is that accurate? There's a little bit of, um, they're off their normal cadence gotcha. of when the product's coming out. Um, you know, Titleist and Ping, um, Ping's kind of fallen off their cadence. Sometimes it's kind of hard to remember exactly where they should yeah. be. But um, Titleist will be coming out with a new wood later this year, and that's normal. Uh, they came out with the new irons last year, and that was normal. So they're, they're kind of still on their, their target, but they're every other year. Gotcha. Um, but, you know, like Stealth Irons just came out this weekend. It's coming out. Um, so we've kind of got everything in now. New Titleist, Vokey, SM9's out. Um, just about everything for the season is out now. And there's less new product, I think, this year than in past years. Because? Partly because I think it's harder for them to – develop new products, get all the new components together. Supply chain. Yeah, it's still supply chain. Okay, so it still echoes the pandemic. It's not like the club makers have said, we need to slow down a bit. We're making new stuff every year. They've not come to Jesus on that. No. No. Okay. And and for instance, Stealth Iron is one version of it rather than a plus and a a, a normal version Uh, or whatever. So that's kind of their angle of let's, let's simplify this a little bit. Um, I don't know if that'll stay that way, but um, so there's definitely been some some pivoting and how that they're they're doing their their thing. The okay. one good thing about the the market right now and these different manufacturers, again, I won't get into details, but it's there's something for everyone, 
And there is a niche actually for every single company that this club does this, this club kind of does this, this club does that. So it's very interesting how the people are going to find their way to what they want to improve upon. And each manufacturer, there is a manufacturer that will cover that, that niche that needs to be filled. All right. Yeah, and we're, and we're excited because because of that reason, you need to come in and get fit. Yeah. Right. You need yeah. to figure out what's right for you. Yeah. And so, you know, we like we like that opportunity. Will you yeah. carry the X747 camel I would toe? gladly carry some if yeah. we uh, we have the opportunity. <laughs> I find Club Pro Guy hilarious. He is searingly funny. First week, funny. John, first week on the big station, the big starship, and yeah. Zave has to mention the camel toe. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, absolutely. I'm Twice. a part investor. Yeah. Did you not know that? <laughs> He's Twice. announcing his presence with authority. I want him to build that stupid course next yeah. to the highway yeah. in Kansas City. Yeah. Yeah. Free, Free Jack National. Free Jack National needs to be built. I'm, I'm all about it. Uh, John Gould, what is coming up this year in the Mid-Atlantic section? We have a tour event coming. Yeah, to we, have have both, we have both tours. So that's what uh, that's what's exciting. Of course, we have our section events, and I'll talk to those week to week as we get to them. But, yeah, the, uh, the regular tour, the Wells Fargo is coming to TPC Potomac. That's the first week of May uh, because uh, Wells Fargo is hosting, I mean, uh, excuse me, the, uh, the course in North Carolina is hosting the President's Cup this year, right? Isn't that what, what it is? Yeah, Quail yes. Hollow. Quail, Quail Hollow is hosting yes. President's right. Cup. Right. And uh, um, so that's, that's going to be in early May. We run the qualifier for it, for, which is really cool for us to, to run a we actually a pre-qualifier. What are the Thursday. dates on that at uh, the Wells Fargo? That is May one through seven, I think, or May second through Early eight, May, something yeah. like that. First week of May. Okay. And doesn't Congo have the uh, women's? And that's KPMG? what I was getting to. Yeah, the Congressional has the a major on the LPGA tour, the Women's PGA Championship, the KPMG Women's Championship. One of their be, nine majors, I believe. I think yes. five. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, we're actually like the be, Beatles, the yeah. fifth Beatle. <laughs> Correct. Got five majors because uh, right. because it's run by the PGA. I'm going to be heavily involved uh, wow. with that. Uh, nice. uh, you know, you know, behind the scenes, also doing running the driving range and having some volunteers uh, helping to do that. So I'm really excited That's cool. to be involved with that. That's third week of June, so June 21st through 27th. This is like the so good old good. days back when, you know, yeah. the LPGA was at Bethesda. That's right. And oh, we yeah. would have, you know, the Kemper, Kemper every year over there at Avenel. And well, the U.S. Open qualifier at, at Woodmont. Yeah, yes. well, that's still there. Yeah. But and, and it was interesting you bring that up. So uh, if we do well this year with Wells Fargo, so it means there's a good turnout, they have good, you know, sales, the 25 PGA Championship is at Quail Hollow. So there's a possibility we'll, Wells Fargo will come back in okay. 25. Oh, nice. But you have two opportunities as a tryout to say D.C. is back to being a golf market right. where the tour would hopefully bring an event here. That's the, yeah. that's it's, the thought process. It's we'll inconceivable yeah. that we are right. not a tour market. You know, right. we'll just do a show from there. That should get enough. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah, that'll bring everybody yeah, in. Yeah. Okay, we're working on that. Uh, yeah. What else in the region that we should know about? Uh, clubs, you said before the show started, you said that, you know, the cl most private clubs are full up on membership, thriving yeah. because of the pandemic golf boom that's going on. There's wait lists at some places stretching. You yeah, said, buddy, daily three fee or courses four too. years. Yeah. Daily fee courses are full all the time. You mentioned your trip to Vegas. They're charging outrageous numbers, but we have full golf courses. What, you know, from our perspective, from the PGA professional perspective, not many people are adding to their staff. So the cur the old staff numbers are not sufficient to handle the rounds that we're doing right now. Is that now. true, Mr. Ronas, for you? It's a disaster. Are you disaster. scrambling for people to work for you? It's a complete disaster. <laughs> yeah, I hate to say it. Sugar it's no one's fault. It's, it's, it's it is what it is, right? It's a good problem to have, but it's a But it's a complete disaster. The okay. workforce is, is awful. Okay. Well, we'll work on that. And uh, anything else for the year? You can no, think I think of. Yep. All right, Ronus, give us a tip to start the year. One well, tip. my first tip is, and since we're filming this also, is I wrote a book. 
Yes. And it's called Raising a Junior Golfer. And it's for parents. It, a kid could read it too. But it is, it is how to get your kid from step one, day one, into college golf. Not that they will, but here is the way that you parent your child through these different things. And uh, many of the questions that have been asked to me over these 30 years, I just sat down and mulled through, and I also got stories from different parents on their journey through. So those are excerpts in the book. So I think it's a must-read. I talked to John about it. I, I just think it's mandatory for anyone who has a kid who's playing junior golf. That's fantastic. Down. It'll take you 45 minutes to read this book. But it shows the landscape of what will likely happen. How to happen. start them, what to do, what are the questions, how to get Pump a coach. them up, calm them down. Yeah, yeah. Coach them through their down spots. Who to let them coach. Oh, coach them rather than you coaching right. Not them. to micromanage. When to get involved, yeah. when not to get involved. All are that there stuff. a lot of words in this book or are they mostly pictures? There are a lot of words, okay. but they're not a, it's an easy read. <laughs> you were an it's English an major, easy, right? I was, okay. but it's an easy read. My tips right. would be simple. Just don't get hurt at the beginning of the season. So stretch out. Start out hitting the ball relatively slow as far as, you know, don't try to kill it. On the cold weather, make sure you're warm so that you don't pull a muscle. It's a long season. Adjust. And, and as I said to you on your podcast, tempo at the beginning of the year. Tempo. Because tempo. you got a lot of gear on and all the other stuff. It's going to change throughout the year. So just get a nice tempo going. Relax. Enjoy your time out there. All right. Very good. That'll be a wrap for our first episode. Thank you for listening. Thank you again to Chris Kynard at WJFK for finding us a home on this beautiful big FM stick on Saturday mornings at 7 a.m. Thank you, buddy, for your sponsorship. For you, John and John, for taking time out of your horribly overbooked lives to come do this for nothing more than a pimento sandwich. And remember, the ball doesn't know that you stink. So keep your head down and give her all you got, and you can figure out the rest of the hole later. Have a great week, folks, and we will see you next time. This has been the Capital Golf Gang. If you'd like the gang to visit your home course, send your inquiries to Zabe at Yahoo.com. That's C-Z-A-B-E at yahoo.com or visit the show page at www.theteam980.com and for free swag we're all an extra large so yeah thanks for the shirts